I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a confidence. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sadek. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills a calling for Susan. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much food. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Saturday. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Saturday, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, that you minister unto us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak forth the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise the glory and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Shake a hand of somebody next to you. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Now, today we are studying a brand new series on the power of covenant the power of covenant. You know, through this uh, series, we will be seeing uh, the importance of the covenant that we have with God. You know, and how, how, how God wants that to benefit our lives. You know, uh, the power of covenant. How that, you know, God wants the covenant to benefit our lives, you know, that we would be uh, we would be beneficial. We would be, you know, our lives would improve because of the covenant. Amen. Amen. So uh, we will start today. It's part one. We will continue next week. Uh, Genesis chapter seventeen. And we'll start reading from verse 1. Genesis 17, verse 1. When Abraham was nine... No, 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 I'm sorry. Genesis 15, my apologies. Yeah. I am going ahead of myself here. Uh, Genesis 15. Yeah. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abraham said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. And that the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, you have given me no offspring. 
and a member of my household shall be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. You know, your very own son shall be your heir. And so he says, And he brought him outside and said, Look towards heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Now, God is talking to Abraham here in a vision. And in the vision, God says, you know, to him that, uh, you know, you are the promise that I have given you, that you shall have great children, many children. You shall go in, you will be possessing this land and uh, that you're going to to do well. You know, and so Abraham now was concerned that years are passing and I'm not getting the promise of God. You know, what God promised me, it's not happening. Now, we know that in Genesis 12, God promised him. God said that you are going to be, uh, I will make your name great, you know, and I will bless you, and that you're going to uh, possess the land. And Abraham left his place, uh, and he went and obeyed God. He went to the place that God said that I'm going to give you. And when he got there, he made an altar unto the Lord. You know, he covenanted the land to God, said that, you know, I am in this land. This land now belongs to God. And so, but years passed, and now this time we see God coming to Abraham uh, in a vision. And now Abraham is concerned. Abraham is saying that, God, you have promised me an heir, but it's not happening. I'm not seeing that. Uh, and so he says to God, God, one of my servants is going to inherit everything that I have. You know, and God says, no, it's not going to be like that. Yeah, but your very own son is going to inherit will be your heir. And so, then God told him, in verse 4, Behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir, your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look towards heaven. Yeah, what a great promise. Yeah, look towards heaven and number the stars, if you are able to, to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And when he said that, Abraham's, the Bible says, and, Ab and he believed the Lord. Abraham believed the Lord. And because he believed the Lord and he 
counted it to him as righteousness. You know, God said, you are righteous because you believe me. You know, I'm making you righteous. You know, I am making you good because you believe in me. You know, your faith is just making things right with me. You see, uh, and, and, and that is what uh, Paul was talking about in the book of Hebrews, and uh, I mean, in the book of uh, Romans, you know, and also in the book of Galatians, that Abraham, Abraham received the righteousness of God by faith. You know, it's not because he was a good man, but because he believed God. And so we see here that, you know, when I believe God, God will, God declares us righteous because we believed him. Yeah. Now, number one, we get saved by faith. It's not because we have done ABC, but it's because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and so our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, makes us righteous before God. And then number two, when we continue to believe God, God, you know, makes us righteous. You know, I'm thinking of this that, uh, you know, like, you know. So when you trust him, God comes now, he works in your life, and he makes things right in your life. You know, that whatever is not right, yeah, by trusting in God, you know, he comes in and he works in your life. Make sure that things are in place. He corrects you. He directs you to be in such a, a situation whereby you are right. So that is why, as a child of God, you don't strive to make yourself right. That's what religion does. You know, they're trying to reach to God by good works. You know, and the Bible says that good works are like a filthy rag before me. You know, so, but we should trust him to make us righteous. Amen? You see, when I talk to people, I counsel people, and then I tell them that, you know, keep on coming to church, keep on praying, keep on doing the basics, you know, of serving God. And you will see God will just come and change your life. You know, and God will come and do a work in your life. The things that you've been battling with, you see, as you reach out to God, God will deal with them. Are you with me? Yeah. And so, uh, that is why the Bible says that walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, when you walk in the Spirit, so you reach out to God. And when you reach out to God with all your heart, God responds always. And he says, here is my child. He's reaching out to me. You know, he has this weakness. Let me help him in this weakness. Are you with me? You know, let me help him. Let, him, uh, let me correct him. Let me work with him in this situation. And you find that God works with you in that situation. And so 
I try to be, I, I, I tell people that I said that, you know, don't try to correct, uh, don't, don't live right by your own efforts because you're going to fail. Yeah. But allow God to help you, to change you, to transform you. So your faith in God will draw the power of God in you and God will work in your life. You know, he will do that. He will work with you. He will work in you. He will help you. Yeah. And so the issue is, and, and I also tell people that, you know, when you fail, never run away from God. Yeah. That's the more you need to run to God. Amen. You know, when you fail and you have messed up, run to God. <laughs> You know, God knows how, how best he can help you. Yeah. And so, uh, God declared Abraham righteous because Abraham believed God. You know, God, uh, uh, Abraham believed God and God said that you are righteous. So when we, when we believe God, when we reach out to God, God responds by his uh, presence, his power, his grace upon our lives, and he helps us. Yeah. I like the prayer that uh, you know, Apostle Theo prays, a confession that he always makes, you know, and that is, God, I thank you that you make me righteous. You know, you make me holy. Eh? You make me to live holy. You know, God, I thank you that you know, it is, it is, you are using your faith that the power of God would work in you, you know, that God will make it happen. Are you with me, Jay? Yeah. And so that is, that is how, how best we live Christian life. We don't live Christian life by our own efforts. We live Christian life by the power of God, by the strength of God, by the grace of God. Hallelujah. And so now here, coming back to our text here, uh, the Bible says, uh, God, Abraham believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. That you are made righteous because you believe in me. And verse 7, and he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from all of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. He says, I brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans, from Haran, you know, from where you're coming from, so that you would possess this land. Now, uh, I want us to look at what, a, what, what Abram says to God. But he said, O oh Lord, how am I to know that I shall possess it? Is that a fair question? Yeah. So he's saying to God, God, give me evidence that I shall possess this land. Yeah. How will I know that I shall possess this land? How will I know that you know, what you have said will come to pass? What evidence is there that this will happen? Yeah. Give me the assurance that this will happen. Yeah. And so, 
when he said that, yeah, look at what God does. Yeah. In verse 9, he, God said to him, Bring me a haifa three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a, tit a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all this and cut them in half and laid each half over against the other. Yeah. So, but he did not cut the beds in half. And so, what happens? Uh, God says, bring me a haifa, three years old. What's a haifa? It's a female cow. Ladies and gentlemen, a farmer will explain to us what it's a haifa. Yeah. I want you, from today, you should know what it's a haifa. Pastor Popular. Okay, one, two. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Haifa. A haifa is a female cow, like it's uh, just wind before breeding. Between the age between breeding and a winner. <laughs> Before it's bred. <laughs> Which has no, not given birth yet. Yeah. So, uh, now, King, eh? Little lads. Little lads. Eh? Little lads. It's more like a teenager. A teenager female cow. It's a vision. A vision calf. Hey. Are you are you you have gone deeper. You have gone deeper. <laughs> it's a heifer. All right. So it says, Hefa, that is three years old. And uh, what else? Eh? A female goat, three years old. And a ram. What is a ram? Male sheep. And also a goat. It's a sheep. A ram is it's a sheep, a male sheep. Okay. A male sheep. A, ta a turtle dove. You know what that is. A young pigeon. So now, uh, God says to him, get these three animals and t these two birds. And uh, cut the animals into half. So you uh, cut it into half, and now you put a half, one half here, one half there. The next animal, one half there, one half here. You know, and the next one, one half here, and one half here. And then uh, the birds, you put a dove here, you put a pigeon here. Do you get the picture? 
Now, you might be saying, but what, what is that? Now, that is what people did when they entered into a covenant. Yeah. That they would slaughter the animals, put them in half, yeah. and uh, then if I am entering a covenant with you, then we will together uh, walk together you know, between the animals in a form of an eight. And then we will pronounce blessings. Yeah, that blessed are you, or you will, you know, because of this covenant, you are bound to take care of me. When enemies come and attack me, you are supposed to come to me, to my rescue. You know, when this happens, you're supposed to be there for me. When I'm in need, you're supposed to provide for me. You know, and then in the same way, I give that covenant. Uh, to you, you know, that this is what I'm going to do. You know, when we, uh, we, when you are in trouble, I will rescue you. When your children are in difficulty, I will come to you. Yeah? And they will be working and pronouncing that. And also pronouncing that if I fail to do that, you know, let my tongue stick to my roof. <laughs> You know, uh, let my hair grow inward. You know, let whatever, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, may my life be like this animal, you know, if I don't come. Yeah. And so they, they, they would now make a covenant. Yeah. They would seal that covenant. Yeah. And so when that covenant is done, that's it. You know, uh, the covenant is sealed. And people will live forever in that covenant. You understand? Yeah. And it will never be broken. Yeah. It is a covenant that will stand you know, forever. And so at times, uh, people would make covenant in cutting their wrist you know, and then bring the two of them, mix the blood together. You know, and so that's the blood covenant. We are in covenant together. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, when 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 people buy a coding again and so forth, a cartridge right, the eleven everywhere. <laughs> Don't look at the somebody next to you. No, no. Just look forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and, uh, yeah, that's what they did, you know. I, I mean, I was saying, why do they have to do it so often? Now and then, you know, we have to do it. You know, cut 11. Hey, Marisa have really worked on us. <laughs> Thank God for salvation. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so, but now, one thing that happens is uh, they would then put whatever, you know, and put it, mix it with the blood that is coming out. Yeah. 
So it's like you are covenanted to this thing. And that is why when we get saved, you have to really be serious with God and break all those covenants. Because it's a whole. And so, yeah. yeah. Making those rituals, covenanting yourself. You see, a person who has never gone through that does not have a lot of challenges really to deal with. But us, eh, who, were, who, who went into that, I mean, when you get safe, you really have to deal with so many things. Eh? You know, you break those covenants. You know, whatever I was covenant to, I break it. It's never a part of me. You know, the blood of Jesus cleansed me from all unrighteousness. You put your faith into that. And so it's not a small thing. You know, like, uh, you know, don't say, ah, you know, so very what do they do when they do that? So they do the same thing. Uh, cut, you know, and then put, you know, stuff in there. Oh, sure. Okay. Who is sure? Who can tell us? <laughs> So, yeah, they do the covenant, the, the child, into, into spirits. Yeah. So that is why we are against that. Yeah. Because it is not just something that is ritual. It is a covenant that you're cutting. Uh, you're saying this child is now covenanted to their ancestors. And then you get surprised why your child is having these problems. Yeah. And so, as children of God, we don't do that. Are you with me? Yeah. The only covenant that we have is of the blood of Jesus. As we continue with in this series, you will be enjoying and seeing the power of God. And also, why did God talk about water baptism, and also about Holy Communion. The two things that Jesus emphasized in the New Testament, you know, which are speaking to the covenant that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so, uh, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, when your child is born, you don't, don't be scared to worry. Oh, if I don't do this, the child will die. The child won't die. Yeah. Yeah. Why You know, or those that are doing that, they, they are not dying. Yeah. And uh, so both of our children, we never did that. And then they are, they are well. They are, they are well. They never experience any cutting. Hey, I wish I was born in there. Yeah, never. 
experience any cutting. Is the power of God, I mean, prayer over their lives kept them. Yeah. And so, uh, that's, that's how you, know, you don't need to go. You, don't, you should not. Actually, you're doing yourself a great favor by not taking your child to, you know, to be put whatever elevens, you know, in your body. You're doing yourself a great favor. You are actually becoming a blessing to the child. Are you with me? And so, uh, now coming back to our story, uh, so now God says, put the animals, you know, like that. And now, Abram, when such a covenant or such an event is done, there must be the second person who will go with him and they make a covenant together. Are you with me? And so by now, let's continue reading. Now, as the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abraham. Okay, verse 10. And he brought him all this, cut them in half, laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the beds in half. 11. And when the beds of pre came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Yeah, that you're not supposed to eat this. Yeah. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. And behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, you know, out of that uh, the darkness, yeah, the Lord spoke to Abraham. No, for a certain. Now he, he, he gives him a future. He tells him, this is what is going to happen. Yeah, this is what you need to, to know. And he says, know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners so, uh, in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there and they will be afflicted for 400 years. So he tells them that your offspring, they are ultimately going to go to Egypt, uh, and uh, for 400 years they will be slaves there. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and after that, afterward they shall come out with great possession. And how many children did Abraham have? Uh, you know, by this time, no one. Eh? He had no child, uh, no child. But God tell, tells him that you're going to have children, and your children are going to be a great nation. They're going into a land, into a foreign land. For 400 years, they will be there. They will be afflicted. You know, but I will come and rescue them. You know, after 400 years. God tells him all of that. Says, verse 14, But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterwards they shall come out with great possessions. God promised them, eh? and that's what happened. When children of Israel came out of Egypt, they came with great wealth. They plundered Egyptians. But, 
Isn't it amazing God prophesied that this will happen before it actually happened? I'm telling you, God's word is powerful. God knows your future more than you know your future. And so the best thing is just to align yourself with God. You know, be in God's presence, you know, and work with God. And then God says that, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans to give you a future and a hope. So God has a great future for you. Don't deviate from that. As you walk, as you, you, you bring yourself to the Lord, as you are with God, you'll see that your future, a great future will happen in your life. And so, it says here, uh, verse 15, As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You know, you're going to die in peace. And you shall be buried in a good old age. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I'm trusting God you know, for, that I shall be buried in a good old age. You too. I'm not going to die uh, uh, prematurely. I was thinking of 85, so I'm thinking of 90. Hundred centenary. I'm not sure. Hundred and twenty. It's increasing. This. But I'm thinking, ninety is fine for me. You know. Ninety-five. It's starting again. You die at that good old age, still strong, you know, still walking on your two feet, yeah. uh, still, uh, still running, you know, still running, and still doing what? Seeing, hear, uh, seeing, still seeing, still hearing, still teaching. Good memory. Eh? Yeah, no dementia. Eh, no nothing that will get people to struggle. Yeah. And then, you know, eh, when I preached, I said, God, I'm ready to come home. And I lie on my bed. And then I, I call all. I don't know where will Pastor Luisa be. Where will you be when I die? I'm sorry, your job. So, uh, Pastor Luisa says, why should I remain? Oh, we'll go together. Okay. We'll go together. <laughs> so we, yeah. You know, I've, seen, I've seen people who have died. I'm thinking of, you know, the parents were Gugu Tanza. Yeah. 
Remember, they died the same week. Remember, you're not, you're, 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 you don't know. They did, eh? yeah. You know, one died early, you know, and few days later, uh, the other one died. Yeah, good, good answer, right here. Uh, yes, more, more zone one. Yeah, you, she's coming in the mornings. You know, she's still coming in the morning. So next time she's here, next Sunday, go and ask her. She will confirm what I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we buried her parents. They died, you know, one. I said, that's a good way of going, eh? And going together, you know, and, uh, and so forth. Anyway, <laughs> let's continue. So uh, there I am. I discuss with Pastor Luisa. <laughs> we call, <laughs> you know, our children and our grandchildren and our great grandchildren. Tell them that Raholole Legogo, Basebela, you know, Lesalin Rabodze, Letangela Morena. And then the Hallelujah. And so Abraham, God says to Abraham, says, you're going to die at a good old age. Yeah. Believe God for a good old age. Yeah, that you're not going to die prematurely. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so he says that, as for you, you will, you will go to your fathers. You, sh you will be buried. Uh, you go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. And they shall come back here, your, your generation, your children. They shall come back here in the fourth generation. For the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. So verse 17. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. Eh? On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Canaanites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gigashites, and the Jebusites. And what went between the carcasses? A smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. Yeah. And so, remember I said that when people make a covenant, <clears throat> both of them, they will be walking 
in between these pieces, right? You know, declaring some things. <clears throat> but this time, God does not allow Abraham to go through that. God himself, that torch, a uh, uh, pot, that fire, it was God going through the pieces himself, alone. Yeah, this is such a blessing. Alone. You know, God was saying, Abraham, you know, in this covenant, I am covenanting myself to take care of you. And I'm going to look after your offspring. I'm going to look after you. You're going to die at a good old age. You know, your descendants are going to be blessed. You know, you're going to have many children. You know, after 400 years, they will come here and they will possess the land. I will make sure that this happens. You know, God is saying, you know, that uh, if it does not happen, you know, if ever is possible, so let me be like this pieces. Eh? That's a commitment. Eh? Yeah. So God is saying, definitely, this is going to happen. You know, Abraham, you don't have to commit anything. I am going to do it. It's like a one-sided thing, covenant, that God is saying, Abraham, I am covenanting myself to do this for you. And that's what Jesus did. Uh, when he died at the cross, God was covenanting himself to us. So that is why you don't have to die. You don't have to be there. All that Abraham had to do was just to believe God. Without doing any physical thing right there. Yeah. And so, also with us today, all that we have to do is just to believe God. God has done it. Jesus has done it. The covenant is done. Ours is just to believe, God, I believe your covenant. I believe what you said. I believe what you promised. I believe what you said. You know, when Jesus died, I believe all of that. I believe your way. I believe that my future is great. I believe that things are working out well for me. Uh, God, I choose to believe that. And, you know, the covenant will come to pass. You know, it's because God has covenanted himself unto taking care of us. And all that he's asking says, my child, just believe me. Just believe me. Yeah. And so, children of God, uh, when I read this, you know, I was so blessed. You know. And uh, just to see here that, remember the question, eh? What was the question? How will it be? And how will I know that this will happen? God says, I will not tell you, but I will show you. Yeah. 
and God showed him by getting into a covenant himself. He says, this is how sure I am. And this is what you need to know that uh, it's going to happen. And Abraham, understanding covenant, when he saw all of that, he knew that, you know, I am in covenant with God. I am in covenant with God. God is going to do it. And uh, one thing good about it is that even when Abraham was, you know, had died, is gone, God does not say, ah, no, he's gone now. I will no longer be, uh, you know, uh, take part of this, you know. I mean, he's gone. No, but even when Abraham had died, God still said that because of the covenant that I have with Abraham, I have to take care of his children. That I will bless them. I will make sure that even when they are in Egypt, they come out with great possession because of the covenant that I made with Abraham. Even when Abraham was no longer there, but the covenant was still standing. And so, uh, that is the power of covenant yeah, that God was showing Abraham that, you know, uh, this is the evidence that you need. You know, this is the evidence that we need. And so with us today, uh, God gave us these two sacraments, the water baptism and the holy communion. Uh, as as a, a, a you know, to remind us of the covenant. Next week we will see at the circumcision, God, you know, now talks later on, he says, I want every male to be circumcised. I'll talk about that uh, next week. You know, but it was a sign, you know, that we are in covenant. Yeah. So in the, with the New Testament believers, what now is a sign of our covenant? Or rather, what is reminding us of the covenant is when we are baptized in water. And, uh, water baptism is drawing us back to the covenant that Jesus died, yeah? he was buried, and he rose again. That is the covenant. You know, that we get our foothold uh, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when we take Holy Communion, we are celebrating the death, you know, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, that Jesus died. His blood was shed for me. His body was broken for me. We're celebrating that covenant. And our salvation is based on that covenant. It's not based on how good you are, how well you are. It's based on what Jesus did at the cross. That's the covenant. So uh, even when you, uh, when you pray, when you, you, you use your faith, 
you know you 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 can always say that god because of the covenant you know because of the covenant that i have with you that god i know that this body is where you know that i am here that i'm working in divine hell you know that my mind is well you know that i have the wisdom of god that i am well provided for because of the covenant based on the covenant that i have with you the covenant it's making it possible it's happening because of the covenant so we need to always draw our faith to the covenant that Jesus did that's where our power lies that's where our strength is that's where our healing comes from that's where our uh, 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 prosperity is coming from that's where our provision our protection based on the covenant that god because of the covenant that you did god i know that it is well with so God showed him that this is the evidence that I'm going to do it because of the covenant. Aren't we grateful for the covenant? The covenant that we have with Jesus. Amen. Yeah. That you will never go down, you will never fail, you will never be a failure because of the covenant. You are a child of God. You are in covenant with God. So that's why we don't need any other thing. The covenant is enough. Amen? Praise God. Let's say this. Father God, I thank you for the covenant that I have with you in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that because of the covenant, it is well with me. I am well. I am blessed. It is well with my soul. In Jesus' name. I will walk in this covenant. I will rely on this covenant at all times because you are faithful in taking care of me. In Jesus' name. Amen.